365. Must be 19 or older, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you or someone you know has concerns about gambling, visit onxontario.ca. It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show, National Edition, and we are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And always but always, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Top stories include the Edmonton Oilers, but we're not going there first because we got a very special guest in studio right now. Let's welcome in Mike Gartner, Hall of Fame forward and chair of the Hockey Hall of Fame selection committee big weekend guards and we know you've already been real busy as of this afternoon with uh, the ring ceremonies uh if you've been living under a rock we've got ken hitchcock and pierre lacroix the goaltending is covered by tom barrasso henrik lundquist and mike vernon pierre turgeon and of course carolyn ulette as well so uh huge huge contributions uh to the hockey world and uh first and foremost guards as always thanks for coming my pleasure because all you have to do is send me a text and you said guards are you going to be able to make it down here i said i'm down here how far away are you and you said i'm only a few blocks so it's good okay you know that kipper and i so we've been in three organizations together so washington we never played but uh toronto and uh in new york yeah, I just yeah, missed him. Did you ever see him ably re- hosting a show and leading it off like that? Is that a surprise for you? Or? <laughs> we had just gotten traded to New York, uh, and uh, because it was a three-way tra- trade, I did not know Steve Larmer as well. So we were all, I don't know what hotel we were, but uh, Mike Gartner was kind enough to drive Steve Larmer and I to our very first New York Ranger game. Really? Yes. I mean, Because that's what veterans special. do, right, yeah. guards? We do. That's what we do, Kipper, you know? And yeah. you just had to, you weren't quite as talkative about it, if I recall. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, what am I doing here? Oh, my God. <laughs> just sit in the back seat and shut up. <laughs> Get to the ring. And let the real up. stars talk up yeah. front between Larms and Garts, of course. So uh, t- give us a brief uh, a description of what uh, this afternoon was like with uh, the ring ceremony. And, uh, of course, you know, these are all huge stars, but they must have felt like kids in a candy store. They did. Just taking a step back, uh, Lanny McDonald is the chair of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And Lanny and I have the great uh, pleasure that when uh, players and builders are voted into the Hall of Fame back in June, we get to call them. And we're the first call. We're the first people that they talk to, which is which is so much fun. And then fast forward a few months uh, from June until now. Uh, I have the the honor of giving and presenting the rings at the press conference this afternoon at the Hockey Hall of Fame in the Great Hall with all of the Hall of Famers looking down on their plaques, down with all the future Hall of Famers there. And it is a uh, it is a pleasure. I, I look forward to that all summer long and I thoroughly enjoy it. And this is a really strong class that we have here today. Yeah, so it is interesting to me. Uh, three goaltenders go in this year. Uh, the process is fascinating, I think, to a lot of people, the selection committee and all that. How does it come to be that three goalies go in one year? And how do these sort of balances get struck? Yeah, I mean, good question, Justin, in that, you know, how does that happen? I mean, it really does happen because we're having discussions. These people are are, are going to be voted on. They're, they're future Hall of Famers when we're talking about them. But we start looking at statistics because we're bringing a lot of statistics into our analysis right now as the game has a lot of statistics in it. 
And we look at it and say, you know, uh, from a statistical standpoint, we're we're a little light on goaltenders here. Like, oh, okay. We're really light on goaltenders. And it's not like we're just trying to get goaltenders in. It's just that we have to consider um, the goaltenders that were, were impact goaltenders and were stars and were superstars within their eras. And so we have to look at guys like a Tom Barrasso, who at age 19, out of high school, comes in and wins the Calder Trophy and the Vesna Trophy uh, when you're 19 years old. Yeah. No one has ever done that before. And so he's, he's a Hall of Famer and, and probably has been a Hall of Famer for a long time. And, and we certainly get a lot of criticism one way or the other, which, of course, we should as the eight, one of the 18 members on the selection committee. And uh, sometimes it is, why, why isn't this guy in the Hall of Fame or why isn't right. that, uh, that player in the Hall of Fame? And our answer is usually, if they're a Hall of Famer, they will eventually get there. And sometimes it takes us a little while, but we uh, we try to do the right thing at the end of the day. I can only imagine what uh, a room full of eighteen strong, opinionated oh, yeah. hockey people in there. would be like. <laughs> like, yeah, does it get animated? Does it get a little heated at times? Yeah, but not crazy heated. But it, it does get both. Uh, and so it should, because we are having a discussion and, and not an argument, but sometimes it's bordering on an argument on who we think should be in the Hall of Fame and who we think doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, yes, it is a little bit heated. And uh, as I said, I think it should be. Who um, who would be some names that people come up to you and say, why isn't this guy in? Who? I guess it's a long list. And you, it, you know, it's a, there, there's a lot of names that come up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, guys like, uh, why is McGillney not in, in the Hall of Fame? Why is Curtis Joseph not in the Hall of Fame? Sure. Um, Toronto Market probably. Uh, that Toronto Market, <laughs> you have those things. Why did Eric Lindros take a couple of years to get into the Hall of Fame instead of a, a, a first-year um, Hall of Fame inductee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot of things that go along with that. But uh, these are obvious questions, and, and the answer back is usually the same, and that is patience. Patience, because sometimes there's a group that comes up that, you look at them and you think that that's a that's a strong group. I mean, pretty easy pickings there, but that doesn't come along all that often. So you have to wait for little lighter years to come so you can consider some players that are more on uh, not on the cusp, but that need a lot more discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, when we uh, when we have uh, our beer conversations uh, or patio conversations, talking about great players, uh, as far as the public perception is concerned. The one deciding factor sometimes for a lot of people on how great a player is is, well, how many cups did he win, right? And I'm just wondering where that value comes in if all things kind of being equal, um, the perception of one guy winning or being a part of a a Stanley Cup. How how much is that? It comes into play. Kevin Lowe was a a great – we both played with Kevin Lowe. We had a great teammate – Kevin Lowe won six Stanley Cups. Yeah. That kind of puts That's... you over the top, right? And, and so you, ha- you have discussions like that. Mike Vernon, somebody who's going in. Mike Vernon was a really, a really good goaltender, like a top goaltender. He won two Stanley Cups with two different teams. And so those types of things put you over. Uh, you have other players that haven't won a Stanley Cup that are also in the Hall of Fame. So it isn't a criteria, but it certainly carries a lot of weight, Kipper, just as uh, uh, league awards, all-star, mm-hmm. not all-star games, all-star teams at the end of the year, all carries a lot of weight. You know, I look at the league today <clears throat> and I see 32 teams, you know, which is so different than it used to be. And you're going to see more players finish their careers without a cup, more great players. It used to be the great players eventually got theirs. 
And that's going to be a tougher discussion, I think, is it not, as Stanley Cups become It is, absolutely. Tougher. We, I think you've heard Berkey talk about it a number of different times on whatever uh, show you want to listen to, and Berkey's <laughs> on it. Yeah. But it's true. It's very true. You're going to see a lot of really good hockey players, a lot of great hockey players that come through that just had never won a, a Stanley Cup. Um, so that is going to happen more often. Yeah. We're talking to Mike Gartner, of course, a Hockey Hall of Fame member himself. 1,432 games, 708 goals. 17 30-goal seasons to me is the most absurd thing. Like, that's a ridiculous stat. Yeah. Guards, what happened with the, the two that yeah, you Yeah, what, what did happen like, the other two years? Let's focus on that. What happened? With you? Well, there was a lockout in one year. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so that oh happened uh, in the, after the 15th year. So there was a lockout. <laughs> okay. And the last one was my last year playing. You know, Guards, when, when I was a kid and um, – you, you end up watching a, a Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. Uh, you, you equate it with, like, old guys or just, you know. And now we're, we're seeing all these young guys step out, uh, step up and, and go into the Hall of Fame. And just that whole that whole perception now on guys that that, like, are looking for this as a validation, but what it can also mean to the families and then even financially, guards. I mean, you have that label as a Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, you know, the, the perception out there to even market yourself after that is absolutely huge now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm waiting for the financial benefits <laughs> to come <laughs> in. Coming. Well, you missed the boat. Yeah, right? I missed the boat right. on that. But, um, but you're absolutely right in that it is such a family thing because you cannot get to the level of being in the National Hockey League or any sport um, any profession, uh, you can't get into the Hall of Fame by yourself. You just can, you, it just right. doesn't happen. It happens with, with great teammates, with great teams, with great family, with great friends, with great communities. And uh, to a person, when we talk to people, when they, we tell them that they've been inducted into the Hall of Fame and then all the things that, events that happened this weekend, and you'll see it on Monday night when they give their speeches, it will all be about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because it's the one time that you can say thank you to everybody else that got you to where you are. Yeah, uh, you know, I, my father-in-law, Clark Gillies, member of the Hockey Hall of Fame and seeing the yeah. effect on their families. Um, it is truly, it becomes a defining thing for some people. I think that's, if you asked him, career, lifetime accomplishments, that's probably number one for him. So a large, large thing. So when you look at the NHL today compared to the years that you played in it, how how do you feel about the style of play now, the way that the game is? Kip and I sometimes talk about the way that the game has evolved. How do you feel about today's NHL compared to your era playing? So I like watching the NHL when it's a good game. Mm-hmm. And it's usually really good in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, there are some games that I, I got to tell you, honestly, I mean, there's some games I watch that I, I just say, this just isn't a very good hockey game. Now, that could happen at any era. Sure. But I think that the way the game is played right now, the players by by a margin, are, are more skilled top to bottom, 1 to 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, without question, it's, it's a more skilled game. But because it's a more skilled game, it's sometimes played like that without a lot of passion. And so it's the one thing that I kind of miss watching. And we don't need to watch everybody banging each other around, but we just right. need to see some passion sometimes that you can't wait till the third period to see the first hit of the game. And so I think that that's the only thing I miss. And so I, I don't watch as much hockey during the season. Mm-hmm. I like watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. I live here in, in Barrie, so I get, to, I get to watch them a lot. Um, 
but I like watching the playoffs because, of, yeah. or as it's coming into the playoffs when games really mean something. And that's the defining thing that I say between what the game was like and what the game is like now. Interesting that you, you say that because we just had a, a prior conversation. We kind of finished it with Doug McLean uh, just before or after he drove it in the ditch. I'm not sure. <laughs> I forget the order. But we were talking about uh, the emphasis of this skill. And, and Mike, I mean, you've been in the, the rink business too, and you uh, made the, the smaller rinks. And, again, more lends towards the development for sure of, of skill. But is, is there a line maybe we've, we've gone too far on that type of emphasis and then just the simple things of, of what you speak of, including the passion uh, to, to be on the right side of the puck, to check, to play, the percentages on getting a puck out or making one last move that turns it over? Um, have, have we prime lost ex- that? Yes, we have. So prime example is that a guy that you and I played with, Alex Kovalev. I've said could be the most talented player that I've actually played really? with. I watched him in practice all the time. I watched him in games. And I watched him for two years play keep away hockey out there on the ice. And it's like, Kovey, like you are so good. When are you going to actually take all that skill and decide that you want to score a goal? Mm-hmm. And it's a little. And when he did that, he, he became a, like a, such a dynamic player because it was for a reason. And so. I find that the skill has to be used out there for a specific reason. It isn't the reason to put the puck in the net, <laughs> yes. like to get to the front of the net. You can play on a rink that's the size of Lake Ontario, or you can play on a small rink. You eventually have to bring the puck to the front of the net because it's, that's where it's going to happen all yeah. the time. So uh, I think that the, you know, having that whole passion is, is a necessary thing uh, to make for good hockey and to make for important hockey that we can watch right so you're watching the least a lot we've had the conversation over the years about william nylander talented guy maybe somewhat of the kovalev mold mold where he's super skilled and i think has done a much better job taking it across the net you know kind of making those you know those harder moves to the tough areas you know when you look at this leafs team is that still an element you'd like to see more of from their core guys and and not to interrupt you but (laughs) we had a great conversation on on willie nylander and he blew me away when he he told me, do you remember what you told me? I do, I do. Like, Please Willie Nylander, it. first two strides are unbelievable. I've never seen anybody change direction like William right. Nylander. Um, you know, the way he can stop it up and move from side to side. I love watching him play. He's become a much better hockey player. He really has. But we talk about, uh, we talk about toughness. Mm-hmm. So you have your tough guy, I'm going to beat you up type of tough. There's, it's, the game's really not there much there anymore. There's the odd guy. Then you got your, I'm going to scare you, I'm going to be mean, I'm going to run you over kind of tough. And then there's just the tough, I'm just going to play in the tough areas. Yeah. And I'm going to take a whack on the back of the leg, and I'm going to take some abuse, and that's tough too. And you don't have to be that big, strong guy to play tough all the time, but you need right. to play tough in order to be a successful player and a successful team. And I, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they have a really good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they're the highest-scoring team in the league because I've always thought that, and correct me if you think I, I, I'm wrong, but you you can't teach offense. Right. Defense is just purely a commitment. That's all it is. It's just a commitment. And I'd rather I'd rather be the highest scoring team in the league that's that's uh, that's getting scored on a lot. Yeah. And tighten that up than 
than being the lowest scoring team in the league because that's tough to manufacture. Yeah, I actually wrote this article today on that very thing. I am fascinated hearing that come from you, the guy who was probably the fastest guy in the league when you played. And arguably one of the best skaters in the history right. of the game. you didn't have to stand in front of any net. Who's but telling did you oh, no. to learn that? Oh, no, I had 1,000 penalty minutes, though, at the same time, too. <laughs> okay, so you yeah, have yeah. to, you know, you're, you're taking a little bit of a beating along the yeah, way somewhere. Yeah. You got to stand up for yourself in that process. You have to stand up for yourself, but you have to stand up for your team. You have to play the, the way that you have to play so that everybody needs to play that way. I mean, why did the why did the uh, the the Florida Panthers get to where they were? It wasn't because they're the best team, but you watch them play. They they had a, they had a five man attack mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. everywhere, all over the ice. Yeah, the, everywhere. They were a true team. They were they were a team, and they were playing like a team. Now. Honestly, you take the Toronto Maple Leafs and they just play a little bit like that, they, they will dominate. I mean, I still like their team. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I like their team a lot. It's just a matter of, of just saying, guys, we need to tighten this up. <laughs> we, we need to play a better team to defense, and, and which, of course, they can do. Uh, as far as the Hall of Fame in, in general, uh, it's it's got to be a, a pretty good time now to be a part of that. Not that I'm ready to retire uh, Ovechkin or Crosby, but... They are closer <laughs> to coming on, on your side of uh, the Hall of Fame than than others. Um, again, not ready to retire them, but it, yeah. it's kind of nice knowing that you know they're not too yeah. far off. Yeah, and if we and if we can ever get uh, Yarmer Yager to finally retire from, from, <laughs> from, from <laughs> then you know maybe we could uh, include yeah. him in that same uh, category. But yeah, we we've got some great uh, great guys and great people in the women's game that are coming up. I mean, Carolyn Olette, uh you know, a, a six or seven time world, uh, world champion, four time Olympic gold medalist. Um, so we have we have a lot of good players coming coming down that we're going to be talking about over the next few years. Has the criteria changed a lot uh, over your years to be on the selection committee? The criteria is a very broad criteria. It actually hasn't changed. It's just who do you think is a Hall of Famer? It sort of is. I mean, because the only criteria for anybody to be considered in the Hall of Fame, you need to be retired for three years. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. So we obviously know that there's a lot of people that aren't going to get any consideration, of, you know, of, of course. And so the group is smaller. Mm-hmm. But um, the criteria moves a little bit as, as you see different groups kind of come in, as the game gets a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't compare scores from the 1980s to scores in the 2000s. You just can't compare Same them. with goalies, I imagine. Yeah, the same with goalies and save percentage and, um, you know, and wins and losses, goals against average, things like that. So you do ha- it d- does have to be uh, a little bit mobile and moving it back and forth a bit. Can you uh, remind our viewers and listeners that uh, – uh, there isn't a a limit in how many times that you can consider somebody. It's it's not baseball where you run out of opportunities, correct? That's correct. Which is silly in itself, is it not? Like if people think you should be in 20-some years later, what's the difference? Well, two examples were, were Kevin Lowe and, and Doug Wilson that got in after almost 20 years of right. being eligible. And, so. and, and, uh, and uh, Pierre Turgeon has been waiting a long yes, time, too. Yes, he has. We, we have a lot of conversations on this show where our producer, Sam, loves to go, Hall of Famer or not? And, you know, it all it really is just opinion-based. And names that come up for some fringe guys, a guy like Joe Pavelski, who's still playing. Um, you know, you hear people in Toronto say Phil Kessel in three Stanley Cups. And, you know, it's, you know, your mileage may vary on how you feel about these guys. But do you watch the game now with an eye like, eh, he's on the cusp? 
You probably have a, a number of guys in your head that you're like fringe. We, we do. Um, but at the same time, a lot of times when you're watching players near the end of their career, I mean, you don't want to watch just the end of their career. You want to have watched them yeah. during the heart of their career because everybody uh, everybody tails off a little bit at the end of the And did you also know that nobody ever retires? Uh, is that true? It's true because <laughs> it's an insurance issue, isn't no, it? No, you just you never you never retire because <laughs> you just stop getting contracts. You just stop getting <laughs> you just stop getting paid. Or there could be one. I'm still playing right now, Justin. I play twice a UFA week. Nobody's for the twentieth hey, summer. When, when we see some of those trades the general managers have made over the last few years, there's could there could be a chance you can get a call. <laughs> yeah. At any time, it could guys, yeah, to come in for on. a PTO. Okay, I want to I want to pull out a little bit of my union tough guy card here. And I'm going to give you some names that would they ever be considered? Or is it when you look at someone with 1,500 or 2,000 penalty minutes or 2,500, Dale Hunter, Pat Verbeek, Rick Tockett. I mean, these guys, huge contributions to their teams in the playoffs. Does the, the makeup of that generation and how they had to play to make their team feel safe or add to it, does that get lost a little bit because, hey, oh, no, six suspensions here and this one here? Is there, do you guys talk about that sort of stuff? Um, we do, and that will have basically no bearing on it because there's a lot of people on our committee that like the guy that has 2,500 minutes in, For in sure. penalties. and. We know how important those guys, especially the guys that can play, of, of course. They're not getting considered for the Hall of Fame unless they can play while being that tough, uh, competitive player at the same time. So um, that is not going to go against them from the standpoint of whether they're going to be considered in the Hall of Fame or not. Yeah, that's... So Hall of Fame for, like... Are you thinking, like, Bob Probert, like a guy like that who, you know, had impactful listen, guy? Uh, scored 35 goals one year, one year. I mean, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not that yeah, maybe. but yeah. there are some guys you gave a few though nick there, right i mean yeah. you did just you a, few a few off guys. the top of yep. my head i bet you i could come up with five or ten that yeah. maybe could maybe cross that line a little bit or at least give you guys something to really think about mm-hmm. you know well, um any that, chance for a hall of fame for like good guys in the room <laughs> like good guys in the room party be, guys you would fit that category <laughs> i can tell you that right now organize the hangouts yeah well, that's Sorry, awesome stuff. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, traditionally November every year, you guys are happy with that. Is we're going to see another alumni game? Are you playing in the? Uh, I am. I'm is playing it this Joe Newendike versus Adam Oates. It is. I'm playing on Newey's team because I, I guess it's the scores versus the, uh, the the setup guys. So I had 700 goals and 600 and some assists. A few of them off the pads. I got to tell you, yeah. off the goalie's <laughs> yeah. pads. So, yeah, we're taking them on and uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. A lot of fun. awesome. All right. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate your time here. It's going to be a great weekend, and uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank yeah, you, Mike, for joining us. You are Thanks a lot. We appreciate Kipper. it. Justin, yeah. My that pleasure. is Hall of Famer Mike Gartner, and it's going to be a tremendous uh, weekend, Hall of Fame weekend. All right. We're going to take a quick break, I think, and uh, we'll come back with Sammy and discuss the Edmonton Oilers. Back after these words. Your daily dose of everything NFL. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Gardner was great. 
He was wonderful. That was fascinating stuff. Gave us real opinions on some like tough subjects, I thought. Yeah. I the game today, Nylander. It's gonna get so much harder. It used to be like yeah, I score eight hundred, a thousand points. Yeah, come on in to the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like no. And but it's just like, not enough. You know, there's thirty two teams trying to win a Stanley Cup. I I've contemplated writing an article about this, about how if players really want to win a Stanley Cup today, they can't wait until the end of their career like Joe Thornton or Patrick Marlowe to start like chasing it around teams. You know, like you kind of somewhere in the middle of your career have to make that the priority. It's impossible. Younger game too, right? Like you can't just, like you might Yeah, 31 people are like, yeah. we're good, thanks. You guys want to do some game time? Of course. Let's go. All right, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Um, got a few things for you tonight. Looking at the Hall of Fame game here in Toronto. A uh, bit of a revenge game. A couple of revenge game bets. Okay. Kadri, to me, coming to Toronto. Played his best game against Nashville. Yep. And he loved being a Leaf. I think that, you know, the trade situation. Didn't he, he didn't wave his no trade to go to Calgary the first time, right? Was that how it played out? He wouldn't wave his he no trade. He wouldn't wave to go there. They were going to try to get Brody. Yeah, which... It's always fascinating to me about what the perception would be of Brody if they had a traded Kadri as opposed to just a signing. But uh, so Kadri, big night in Toronto Hall of Fame game. I would be uh, pretty confident saying Kadri's going to score a plus 200. <laughs> and on the other side of it, Kelly Yarncroft playing against his former team. Been Does playing he have well. emotions? Do you yes. think he wants revenge yes. on anyone? Been playing well. I thought he has scored been. the OT winner against the, the Lightning, had a two-goal game. So a give me a Kelly Yarncroft goal at plus 325 tonight. Okay. I'm fascinated to see if, in fact, Calgary does retool, reset, reload. Trade good players. And where is Kadri in all of this? Well, Calgary, presumably with that contract, yeah. right? Uh, not necessarily. They they could trade Kadri. Oh. I, I would uh, think so. Don't excuse they might my have silence. To, or don't they, they, they might have to eat some of it but like mm. it, I, I just think that if if you make a decision to unload some of your d and you want to if you're craig conroy and you need to kind of take a pause here mm-hmm. what kind of assets would kadri bring in like you might have to eat a million two, and, a half, one and a half two maybe two he makes seven so uh, he's attractive at five yeah, seven this year and four more, five more seasons after that. 2029 is his last year. And how old is he? Uh, 33. I, I think, I do believe that uh, Kadri could attract some nice pieces if you ate some of that. I think even if you are doing any sort of retool or rebuild, I don't even think that the return would be that important as much as freeing yourself up, freeing the money up to do something else if you decide that that's the direction you want to go. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree with that, but you, your only chance to get better quicker is with yeah. assets, right. and you can't, you got to treat them all like they're gold. gold. I don't care if they're fourth, fifth, or sixth picks. They this are is the difference we talked they about are the gold. Eric Carlson thing where you could have retained a bunch yes. and turned him into assets, yes. or you could not retain and just get rid of the money and you're yeah. stuck where you are. I, I don't know what, ha- what happens with Jonathan Huberto. Well, I don't like where that goes and... 
even if you made the decision to eat two or three million dollars, I, I don't know if ten and a half is so high that I'm not. I don't. I don't know how attractive he would be at eight and a half right now or eight. Yeah, I think I think he's a flame, a locked in flame, a little longer maybe. I saw somewhere something I read today. Apologize to whoever said it that. It was probably Elliot that they were the Flames would be prioritizing someone to play with Huberdeau in any sort of trade, like knowing they have him, knowing he needs Nick Robertson. That's who it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> but Kadri, to me, if you're a Stanley Cup contender and you can figure out a way to make the money work, he's shown in that Cup run. He's shown in playoff year years past what an yeah. excellent complimentary player he can yeah. be it's like any of these deals you assume that if he can help you now you'll deal with the yeah. problem in the other end like he was yeah. excellent for, the, for them in the playoffs excellent like and Lindholm is a terrific centerman but i on a championship team wouldn't you like to see him come in as uh, as a second type of centerman I would love for him to be the Leafs' second-line centerman, only because I'm sick of talking about them not having a guy who can... Conscience. You know, exactly, have some yeah. conscience and play a little bit more both ways. A couple more quick ones. Ovi got to score eventually. Plus 110 tonight for any time Ovi goal. I just, Is he like, still on two? I think so, yeah, right? Speaking still of two. Lindholm... He's going to score again. Uh-oh, what do you got? So I'm just David. saying that uh, like, it's over for Backstrom... That is nine and a half off the books. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There is no way they let that whole lift any longer than they have to. This isn't about them making the play. This is about OV. Hey, pal, Huberto, this conversation oh we my. just had, it's like the same money right? and he's a setup guy. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Bring me new Nick like, Backstrom. They are the Ovi's screaming for a new Backstrom to get him going. Two goals, two goals in eleven games, and one's an empty netter. Yeah. I, I can picture Ovi just standing there alone on the rink, yeah. ceiling scraping, waiting for someone so, to get one in the. And the only other goal, of course, is against the Leafs. So. Yes, naturally. Yeah. No, you you go Lindholm. You knock on Calgary's door and say, "Hey, what are you doing with this guy?" Like he shoots it in that forty times. You don't want him. You want Huberdo. You want. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Can you, I offer you one slightly used? Craig Conroy's, uh, that's his answer. Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the last quick one I have, uh, did you know that the San Jose Sharks are going into Vegas on the second half of a back-to-back tonight? Are they going to lose by two touchdowns for real this time? I don't know about that, but uh, I like Vegas. I think it was plus two. I would forget the number, but it, uh, minus goal and a half in the first period against the Sharks tonight. Yeah, I love that bet. It's going to be... But you had... The Oilers minus four and a half yeah, as a yeah, bet yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and let me tell you. So <laughs> I've been hearing about it. The text line, uh, yeah, there it's minus goal and a half is plus two sixty five tonight for the yeah. for the the Vegas Gold Knights. I'm gonna bet that. Okay, they probably shouldn't yeah. the way my picks were going, but uh, yeah, I said they're gonna win by two touchdowns. I guess we can transition out of here. Uh, that was game time presented by Bet three six five. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly, fellas. So that segues right into the hottest <laughs> oh story in the National Hockey League. And that is, of course, the, because of the tire the, fire. The, the, the Sharks have won two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's the slumpy Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Don't, don't gloat so much. I mean, I'm, I'm your, not, your Leafs aren't that far behind. I'm not. 
I'm not taking pleasure. I'm telling in this. you right now. I'm not taking pleasure in this. Okay. I promise you, I'm not taking pleasure in it. Nothing tastes more delicious than Schadenfreude. Oh, no, there's no Schadenfreude. <laughs> I honestly, it's better when they're good. Like the league, yeah. it's more fun when their fans are engaged and they're good. And Connor McDavid lighting it okay. up. He's the best player in the league. He's not the same guy. A gazillion shots, gazillion chances, and they can't find a game to get them on the other side of the score sheet. They can't you know, get a bounce. I like my numbery stuff. Uh, in all my years looking at numbery stuff, I have never seen this. They are first place in the NHL in expected, expected goals for differential. And they are 30th place in real goals for differential. That is cannot first get a bounce. place. Ex- exemplified. So they are not this. They're not 2-9-1 with a 200 winning percentage. They're not this bad, but oh my God, everything is going wrong. You know, goaltending. It's how much do you value that you can get 10 or 12 shots at one time, but then you give up the most ridiculous scoring chance at the other end once. Been following and, the Leafs. And, and the, the once is way bigger than the 12. Yeah. Like they. It's like overtime, right? Where it's, one team just dominates and then the other team goes down. The, the Zetterlund. Lund. 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 Zetterland. Zetterland. Goal. Yeah. How do you. How do Is you that lose? The nurse pinch? No, that wasn't the nurse pinch. It was the first goal of the game where uh, he looked like oh, yeah, Charlton yeah, yeah, yeah. Heston in yeah. the Ten Commandments <laughs> when the sea just parts. Right. Yeah, he shot it in and he's like wide open. Right down the middle. Like. He looked like you at the driving range. <laughs> right down the middle. Right? Not T- on the first T- With yeah. a bucket of balls, just hammering. Yeah. And that's all season long. That The ice could look tilted, but that's the grade A chance that you give up for the first goal of the game. You know, I watched some of those goals, and I could easily see people saying, not the goalie's fault, he's moving across, whatever. But, like, you're allowed to make tough saves too, you know? Like Demko helping Vancouver a little bit. They're not getting any stops kept. I would say that in the first two periods of that game, you know, Skinner did make a couple. Like, they didn't get a ton of chances. But, like, he... They shot it through him 90 seconds into the game. Yeah. Nurse pulled it off the line. He made a couple, like... You got to score more two goals against the San Jose Sharks. Yes, 100%. Hunter David has four even-strength points in 10 games. Wow. Which I think Connor Bedard might have had last night. Wow. So, that's an issue. Well, it's not good. <laughs> Old Drysaddle's having Thank a tough you. time. Lovely drop in by Brad May there. Should we listen to Drysaddle and see if how he's feeling about things? Yeah. Drysaddle, please. You know, it's a tough league. Um, guys play your heart. Um, obviously, not, not too many guys in this room that, that have confidence right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of that group. So, um, yeah, just keep, keep trying to get better every day. And, um, yeah. Is that just it, where it's like it doesn't feel like anyone's going right now? Have you ever experienced something like this, where you know some some guys slump, obviously, but it just feels like no one's going right now? Yep, great, great observation. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so mean. Why are you so pissy? <laughs> it, it is mean, but yeah. like, hey, thanks, tips. Well, what are you supposed to do? You're just trying to get them to. T- what's going on? Just here? find a way to frame it where you actually have. A question that can be answered. That's all. Like, it's <laughs> that's he's right. Great. I, 
He's you right. It's just you're, you're just ask him a question at all. You know, but and, and I, I don't know who asked it, and I'm not trying to make no. fun of him or or, or put him down. But like, good job. Is like, what I say. It just sounds like a reporter's up there. He sounds nervous as hell. I even would, asking I would be too. him. Yeah, of course. Right? How could you not be? He's wearing steak How, gloves you and petting a lion. You, 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 first of all, you you got a badge. I assume someone's paying you to be in there. Yeah. Act like a pro. Yeah. Act like you got the question already set up, and you're not making it up on the spot. Just try that. Conversations. That's how we're interviewing it's conversation. people. Conversation. Yeah. You know what? Like this show. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have plans? That, that's a great observation. <laughs> great, <laughs> great observation. <laughs> I, I do. New drop. I, I, I know, I know Leon could feel, you know, like he wants to take a swing at somebody at oh that point. God. But I don't know. I just yeah, okay. have, have more of a purpose. So they lose to the San Jose Sharks. Even if you don't get goaltending, you know. Pretty unacceptable showing. Two nine and one. You know, Mark Spector of Sportsnet has a piece today that fires them. Just says, you know, all right, we he's suck. Done. What else are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what else are we doing? That drop. Is- and you know, I just don't know that they're. I feel like they've been very unlucky. I think that McDavid's a little bit hurt. I think they haven't got a save. Like, do you think he's going to take the fall here? The only way he takes the fall right now is if. Ken Holland or, um, you know, the ownership group feel like the, the, the outside pressure and the influence that we were talking about earlier with Doug McLean is overbearing. Firing Jay Woodcroft doesn't change, I think, a lot about what ails them, and that's a, a, a blue line that just isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, does does Connor's scoring come back instantaneously? Because what you... Um, so it's Glenn Gullitson behind the bench with uh, Jay Woodcroft? Dave Manson? Dave Manson, I don't believe that they will go to. Glenn Gullitson's got the experience of being a, a prior NHL He's coach. coached in the league. I, if, that one could be fairly easy to do, but I'm not sure, A... Uh, it changes much of the perception out there from from the fans. Yeah, if you have the same other guys, what's the point? And number I mean, two is the same system. Can, can we recall over the course of maybe a little bit of history here? How many times does an assistant coach who has been on the bench with the ho- uh, a head coach go in there and have great success? Was Bilesma on the bench with Pittsburgh when he, he took over? No, he was coaching the AHL team, I think, okay. right? Yeah, I think he was Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, I think he was coaching the AHL But I, I don't no, know. No, I get your point. I, I don't I know. Actually, Lou? I Lou going down hate, to the bench. <laughs> I hate the hiring of the assistant coach move because it's you're making it look like you're doing something, you're doing nothing. That assistant coach it's has been there. Redundant. If he has some better idea, yeah. well, go ahead and let's have it. Why didn't you, you have with, yeah. withhold that? And what? if you haven't had the idea, yeah. then you're the same guy. So it's just a cheap thing when you don't want to pay someone else to me. So doesn't change in. Would you then go to a Claude Julian who's out there, and that's the name that you kind of hear? Is it uh, you? Uh, Gerard Gallant, who short term guy who's had success in in the first two years anywhere yeah. he's been. Yeah, he in. doesn't seem to last very long anywhere, but, but he's. Would you now? And these guys aren't. These guys are experienced coaches who you're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think they're going to come in and just say, hey, why don't you just come in for a year or two? They're going to want a three- or four-year deal. They're not going to go into that firestorm without mm-hmm. having some security. So they're going to want a three- or four-year deal. You, Edmonton's prepared to give Claude Julian a four-year deal? Nah. Come on. No. no and right. so It's a good point. Like Ken Holland's in the last year, his deal, and then... He's done. He's done. Done. So there's no one that believes that Ken Holland's going to sign on uh, at the end of at at the end of this season. So then there's reason to believe that they could or should or would maybe make big trades, get aggressive, try to get help on the roster. This is desperation time with a team that, you know, is supposed to be a cup contender and they're 32nd a month into the season. I could. Great, great observation. <laughs> Please use that drop as much as you like. That could be our new number one drop it's really right now. effective because I have a lot of them. <laughs> the moment I'm done speaking, you could use that every time. Uh, great observation. <laughs> How about this observation? Yeah. Get ready. Yes. Derek Brandale. Ken Holland allows Jeff Jackson now to go in as uh, the general manager. Yep, great, great observation. (laughs) They're there anyways. We believe that that transition is coming. I think preferably they would have liked to do it at the end of the year, but could that be an option for them now? You know what? There's a... I did this trick with my daughter the other day, a pen with a blue cap and a black cap, and you put it under a thing. And then you cover it up, and then you flip it and show, hey, you changed the pen. A little from column A, a little <laughs> from column B. What is this going to do? It's the same thing. He's already there. You can, know, it's the same. Can, can, you, <laughs> can you do that trick for me? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the same. Maybe, is it just showing know. people you're doing no, something? No, it's, uh, it's just starting something early. And I, I do believe that. Like it actually empowering him to make yes. aggressive moves? Yes. And, okay. Yeah, and. I'm not saying that you need to, no one's firing Ken and no one will fire Ken. Ken will uh, leave when his contract's up and he won't renew it. And if he does, it'll, it could be under something that oversees something. If he chooses to consult, whatever. But I do believe that, that Ken still has the final say in a lot of things here. And if Jeff Jackson's going to take over, then start giving him the final say right now. Sure, it's something. I mean... They... Or is it the pen trick right now? <laughs> That's what it feels to me. Whoa. Slide of hand. That's actually very good fake thumb right you there. Know, uh, uh, well, I mean, oh. I've seen it. I just, it's well executed. Thank you. Okay, stop that now. <laughs> just, okay. It's off the rails Friday, Once, right? twice, <laughs> not seven, <laughs> Sam. Unless... We get some blood out of that thing when, <laughs> when, when you pull it apart. You know, the the thing that I feel about the Edmonton market right now is they're waiting for a shoe to drop. They don't feel like this is sustainable without some change. I know the Jack Campbell send down was supposed to be some sort of turning point. Skinner, fine, you know, was to blame last night. but Guys, I, I went out there and I, I cut the cliffs of Jack. Do we, do we really want to do it? So it's, Jack Campbell went down. Like it's the end of the week. Still. Can we just leave some tax? Uh, like it's so right. sad. No, no. Is it that bad? We I've not heard it. Yeah. Just play one, play okay, one for yeah. me. Play yeah. Jack Campbell. Derek, Campbell got lit up. And Derek, play the, the What was the final score? They, they gave uh, up four. Four one. On 20 they shots. lost? Yeah. 
including one that was a roller. Like it was a um, literal roller. Shows up on my Twitter feed like filmed with a potato, a grainy video of a trickler going through yeah. him. It's like, oh, my Went God. Went through the middle of his pads. Uh, yeah, let's play clip one for, for Kipper because he wants to, to hear it. Yeah, Kevin, that's a great question. Um, pretty tough, not going to lie. Um, pretty hard on myself. I think that's pretty well documented around the hockey world. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a results league up there and really anywhere. But felt like I was um, playing well, had some confidence. Um, but obviously the, the numbers weren't, weren't good enough. So uh, nice to get out there tonight, even though it didn't quite go as, as planned. Um, Boys played hard. Uh, great group of guys in there. So looking just to have some fun, build on my game, and, uh, yeah, just keep getting better. Okay. That's not anywhere close to being as bad as you said. Yeah, it's oh, sad. pretty bad, man. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. It's not great. But the, I just want to thought he was playing well. I, I just want to throw this out there, that there's a lot of people out there that constantly want to throw up money in athlete's face, but like there's a tremendous amount of st- stress on him and he's not sleeping well at, at night and it's just not about the money with these guys. No. And I think that's just a human side sure. of, of what these guys go through. And I, that's the only reason I wanted to kind of play it. And I, I honestly yeah. thought I was expecting worse yeah. and it wasn't, Yeah, but like it matters to these guys and some some fans constantly want to say, hey, you're making 25, just, you know, and it's not. It, it, I, I don't think Connor's sleeping well at night. Mm-hmm. Leon's not sleeping well at night. It, big markets, go talk yeah, to the Vancouver great, Canucks great last season. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I know. And I, the Campbell one to me, I, the only really noteworthy piece of that is to, to me, he says, I thought I was playing well, but the numbers didn't show that or something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, that's... A little something to the organization for me. He's like, you know, you guys, he's saying you made me the scapegoat. I wasn't right. that bad. All right. There's All right. another clip. Let's play the other clip, Derek. We'll play the second one because it's even more of that kind of thing. So, Derek, play clip two from uh, from Jack Campbell. Pretty surprised, not going to lie. Um, you know, not fun up there so far this year. Um, we're working through it and obviously looking to get the, the results going. And uh, hearing the news is very difficult. Um, you know, kind of a... Nice step, just coming in tonight and playing, even though it wasn't quite my best. But look at the tape and just move on. And excited to practice tomorrow. You know, it'll be my first practice really with the guys, and uh, first practice in a few days actually. So looking forward to getting to work. So he's surprised. I can't believe we got another just move on. I know. You uh, you think he's played his last game as an Edmonton Oiler? I have no idea. I can't no. Do you? I have no like. I have no idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I do have an idea of. Seasons left on it, that deal. I, I'll tell you what I do have an idea of. It's a crazy game, mm-hmm. and like, well, just when you think somebody's down and out, they find a way. This is in the movie. In the movie, this is the really sad part. Before Campbell gets back up there by the end of the year and leads him to a Stanley Cup. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but it's a bit of a far fetched yeah, flick. Let's get him back up. It's a Disney and then movie. and then and then run the credits. And he's played by Air Bud. <laughs> uh, just get him back, called up, and then end the movie, and then roll the uh, the credits. All right, okay, enough. text. Someone tell Doug McLean that Winnipeg still has an NHL team, since he mentioned every Canadian team and how each is doing, except Winnipeg. And by the way, the Jets are playing great. 
two-way hockey right now. Yeah, all I can say is that is our our producer does the lineup and he (laughs) never includes the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets, all they do is win. They have beat the Predators, the Blues, the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. They had one loss in there, but then before that they beat the Rangers. Like they've really on a tear, 7-4-2 now. I think the reason we talk about the Jets the least is because they're kind of where we thought they'd be. They're pretty good. They're humming along. You know, they're 7-4-2 and two or they're 6-5-2. and two, But where we thought Dallas, they'd be. Dallas, New Jersey, and Buffalo coming up. There's some good tests. There's some really good tests. Dallas will be a fun game to, to see. Yeah. Uh, but much like Vancouver, like they got those two teams have two of the better goalies in the National Hockey League. That's a... Well, Hellebuck's had a slow start. When, when they're going, this. when they're going, though, it gives you a, a very good chance to win. Yeah, yeah. Hellebuck is one of those difference makers. Hey, boys, great show. I just thought I'd mention on how famous Justin Bourne is in West Kelowna. Every time I go for a skate, I have to look up the 1999-2000 Midget Champion banner that has his name on it from Danny in West Kelowna. What's up, Danny? Well, let me tell you, that is the highlight of my hockey career. <laughs> we just had guys with Stanley Cups in here, so I feel a little uh, humbled by that. But it, uh, well, Give me some numbers that year. Uh, were, you, were, you, were you a top scorer? Yeah, I think I, I think I had like 120 points. Maybe maybe 110 points. Maybe I'm a bit high like on a that. Jonathan Huberto uh, season in <laughs> 10 Florida. 10 goals and 100 assists. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That really was a career highlight, though. I'm very, very proud of that. Wow, there you title. go. I love it. I'm glad I could do that for you on a Friday. Um, from Thanks, my man. from my boy Jeremy and Meaford, uh, Toronto to Stockholm is a dire- direct is about seven and a half hours. Okay. I'm here for you, fellas. All right, so helpful. There you go. All right. So your point is it just doesn't matter. Yeah, not as long. It shouldn't be that taxing. All right. Yeah, well, they're getting all. served caviar and moe. It should be fine. I'm going to take another crack at uh, bringing the Leafs some luck. Are I'm you gonna going to go down. Tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go down. No, you're just dressed nice. No, chance. I'm going down. You look great. What do we call this? The uh, uh, Brad Tree Living game, uh, Bowl this tonight? It's the Brad Bowl. The Brad Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Super the Brad Bowl. Go, go Ar- double dipping in the Brad Bowl. <laughs> go Argos. Argos. Hey. Man, Big Eastern final. Yeah. Our thanks to Mike Gardner and Doug McClain. Everybody enjoy their Hall of, your Hall of Fame weekend, and we're back on Monday. Yeah.